Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's Lula Anderson once again from this Neyman podcast. It's good to have you tonight. The time is 2200, 10 p.m. South African Standard Time. And today I have my co-host. Good evening, everyone. Uh, this is Dimakadso, also known as DMKTS. Hope everyone is doing well tonight. Yeah, so yeah, today we are having, uh, the reason I'm having Dimaka on today is because uh, the topic kind of involves her. Uh, it's all about, you know, marrying for wealth. Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Is it beneficial for both people? Or should we still marry for love? I mean, all through time, we all knew that people, when they got married, uh, it was kind of arranged. Everyone had an arranged marriage. It's only in modern times that we are having people marry for actual love. So is there really a difference in how people used to do it back then than now? Because if you marry for wealth, it is beneficial, isn't it? Well, back then, I guess people were doing arranged marriages for business purposes. It wasn't really for love. And mostly it was for people who were getting married into royal families and whatnot. But in this day and time, is it a good idea? Does it seem retarded? Which yeah. may affect you as a gold digger or you just becoming a cougar or something else? Because you know everyone judges you if you do something that they're not accustomed to. Yeah, because like, um, the point is, if you really do marry for wealth, for women, like I have to say, for women, women is, have always done this. They've always married for wealth. Even back then, even though back in, back in those days, like a woman didn't really have a choice on who they really married, but the parents would arrange it in such a way that their marriage would actually be beneficial to them. In African culture, they would uh, actually get something from the other family. If you're a female, in fact, back then, you're worth more than the men because when they marry you, they actually have to bring like maybe cows and stuff like that. In Africa, that's how we do it but in europe in america i guess white weddings have always been the thing i'm not really sure i don't know how do they do marriages better i've never actually heard of like a white marriage i know that uh the parents of the bride are supposed to pay for the cost of the wedding so is that a cost that they do like is that their own dobola or is it something different yeah, because I'm not really sure. Because in Europe, I would assume, like back then, they would ha- have like fealty, like they would have a goat. I think it mm-hmm. was like that. You would bring a goat. So it was somewhat of the similar concept. Because rich people, they would know that, okay, my daughter, I have my daughter here. She will actually be married to a rich family. And the wealth of that family will actually benefit us as well. So it was a combination of two families. That's how Europeans did it. In Africa, I think it's a bit different because it doesn't mean that if the other family is kind of wealthy or they're doing well, if the, the child, the female child gets married into that family, that family, we are bound in a way that we need to do business together or anything like that. It was more of like selling out their daughter, right? Like the daughter would be part of that family. It's not... She, we are no longer concerned <laughs> for her. Like if she, she passes away, you need to bury that child. If anything happens, you have the responsibility as the other family. I think those are the differences. They would, it would be like selling your own daughter, right? <laughs> <laughs> I 
which is why people can question it so maybe if you do make it for wealth at the end of the day you might see the benefit but obviously you will not be up for it especially if it's arranged so 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 on your side like uh would it be fine if our daughter actually you know <laughs> we arranged that marriage for her <laughs> yeah uh-uh. and the time and day i can't really be sure ne? business wise or making sure that she's well taken care of on and she's able to make her own decisions yeah i can opt for it but i also wanted to be independent Really independent how like cause like if she's married into that family she would like benefit somehow. Mara, what if she becomes too. relaxed and she's like ah okay this family is well off so I'll just be there to be a trophy wife and not do anything. So you're already admitting defeat that your child will be a trophy wife. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. But you don't know, but things change and ah there are a lot of things that happen. You don't know what money does to a person when they actually have it. So. I'm not sure. Like what do you mean? Like cuz if let's take for an example we get her to uh in a family where they are really wealthy and we actually benefit from that transaction and if that family maybe we might actually benefit from the kind of business the business they're doing. Let's say maybe we have similar business. Let's take we have a podcast and they have a YouTube channel and we do all those collabs and stuff like that. Wouldn't we benefit from that and Uh, should we strictly do it as an arranged marriage that oh you should marry this person or should it be different because it's in modern times? Well, but that's the thing. Are we gonna turn it into a business transaction using her as a pawn for us to get in a business deal, <laughs> or are we gonna put her in a situation where she'll be able to also exploit the chances that we're gonna be offering? Because obviously, when we venture into a, a partnership, not only her. being involved or being married is the only benefit but also the partnership that we also get yeah because okay if okay rich people this is how they do it usually they would have like their kids will always be in that circle so they know that these are the people we associate so associate ourselves with we don't go around you know with peasants you know lower grade people so they won't allow their kids to actually go from the suburbs to Elokshinekasi in the townships so they wouldn't really allow that their kids their circle all their friends they have are of like of the similar you know uh, structural or rather wealth in a way so basically you are arranging a marriage for her but not really directly you won't really say oh you should marry this person but make sure that the pe- the people that she actually associates herself with are people who are actually of means right Okay. So if you are going to put it in that circle then it should be simpler. Cuz you'll be able to see it uh if she does get married for wealth even though it might not be the intention from the get go. But you can see Gori um I don't know it's better to be with someone who's on your same level mm. than having to depend on someone who doesn't have anything or maybe when you want to go out you need to struggle. You always have worries whether you'll be able to do anything. And about. yeah, like even worse, now, like not even worse, even better. Like people back then they would benefit from actually having many kids. If you had many female kids in Africa, you'd actually benefit because those kids, as I said, they would be like uh, selling those kids out. So if they gave you like five cows for each child, I mean, 
you're already rich. You, so you could actually be wealthy by having many kids. And uh, funny enough, these days, they had the right idea, even though they did it in a really you know, barbaric way. They had the right idea that the more kids you have, the much wealth you actually accumulate. Because if you marry someone and that uh, woman says, nah, I just want one child, isn't it more beneficial if you had like seven kids? All those kids go to a, a good school and they're actually educated and they can actually build their wealth and continue with the legacy that you've actually built. Wouldn't uh, that be more beneficial? It would be beneficial, but if it's in your pipeline or if that's your vision. Because remember, people can have a lot of kids. Like, it can happen that you can just have kids every year, kid after kid, kid after kid. But mm. if you're not having any moral standing, you're not instilling any moral code or anything, then it might as well be useless. Because, yes, you can take your child, get them married into a wealthy family or get mm. them into arranged marriages. But what happens when they get there? Would they be there with the mentality where they want to build and create a future where they will also be able to benefit from it? Yeah. Or will they be there just for the mere fact because it was arranged? And you, you know what happens? The, the, the bad part is that when we are raising our kids, in most cases, we don't prepare them like 20 years from now. We never mm -hmm. really think about it. You never really think about the kid when the child is still young, three years. Yeah. Already you must be building a foundation on what kind of person you want that child to be. Because most of us, we think a child will just pick up behaviors just like that. We don't know that actually our behavior, the way we structure ourselves, the way we talk, the way we conduct business, our morality, the way we do things, our, child, our children actually pick it up. Because that child... If from the start they know, okay, my parents said these uh, rules for me, because, okay, I'm not saying that the children should live by your standards and all of that, but carve a path that will lead them there. Because, like, you, 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 these days you can't really manipulate anyone. A child, you can't force them to do the things that you want to do. So mm -hmm. the child or the kid might want to get into a situation whereby she realizes that, okay, my parents want me to be this kind of person. I have men. I must have manners. I must not sleep around. I must make sure that I respect my elders. Uh, you know, have old-fashioned values. Okay. Because like the whole digging mentality, whole uh, gold digging mentality, is a now thing. Your child, you should teach them. A man is not your ticket out. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You should. Man. You, you should actually carve your own path. You should actually do your own thing. But just know that you will need a man in your life. Because, you know, these days we teach them, ah, you don't need a man, you can do it on your own, right? Ah, we're pushing feminism, which might be a good thing, but sometimes, in some instances, it's not all that. Mm. Whereas because you can't be independent and want to do all things on your own. Eventually, you'll get tired and you're going to need someone to support you. But if you're pig-headed and you do not want to be told or just have someone who can mm. maybe guide you back into a direction that you're not seeing then it's a better idea. Yeah, because most people, when uh, they have many kids, is in a situation where they are poor, right? Yes. You know, <laughs> the whole myth that <laughs> poor people have many kids. I think they, they're never really stressed about about the future too much, where we will take this child, the private school, kids are expensive. And because the whole concept of kids are expensive, I, I never saw it really, like, in my mind. I think if you want to spoil your child, then it will be expensive. But if you 
give your child a warm home a loving family children children don't even notice they're poor until <laughs> maybe high school <laughs> yeah until high school until they see situations yeah. huh this is actually different but it never really impacts you that much yeah uh... <laughs> yeah so so you find your kid your kid just needs to be growing in growing up in a warm family and a loving family and they won't even realize they're poor so they'll realize they're poor if you use actually material to make them feel better because uh, rich people to this day like they know that having many kids it's actually beneficial check the Kardashians. they're, they're like <laughs> they're breeding <laughs> mixed kids and those people are getting pregnant i don't know but so far that's the only famous family that i'm seeing who's like in the baby making business like they're booming mm. not only because of racial matters or anything but I, I just noticed maybe they're seeing the importance of having, like, a huge family. Yeah, yeah, want... yeah. Because a huge family is actually beneficial. Because look look at Nick Cannon. It's like uh, the whole concept of uh, marriage is a Western concept. Okay, he's wrong about that. But the idea, the idea was actually good because he's saying, in other words, that we shouldn't stop ourselves from, you know, having many kids. We should go out there and have as many offspring as possible. And Nick Cannon actually takes care of his kids, right? He actually takes care of these kids. And those kids, when they grow up, they might actually add to his wealth. I, I mean, imagine, especially when you're a celebrity, I think it's more beneficial because those kids, they will use your name to actually go up in life. Mm-hmm. You say, oh, my dad is Nick Cannon. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, we should actually have you here. Like, you'd actually get opportunities just because your dad is Nick Cannon. And also, if your child, as even if you're poor, I think those kids, those five kids or seven kids, if they're actually raised properly, I think you stand a better chance. Even though the environment might be messed up, but maybe two or one child would actually come out and actually be actually successful, you know? Yeah, which is why I was saying it also goes back to the moral grounding. You need to make sure that you lay down the foundation, as you said. But mm. you need to have basic rules or a moral code that you know that you live by that. Your kids should be able to know that and they live by that. Because if they know, okay, I'm going to be respectful, humble, and I have to strive to achieve whatever mm. or make something of myself, even if the situation is not allowing them, but they'll be able to persevere and push forward until they actually make something, even if it's not worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is why they can get the idea of actually marrying for wealth because eh? it'll be an arranged or it'll be an idea that they're able to realize crime and i can actually make something out of this it can be beneficial if i find someone who has the same moral standing as i am mm. the same ideas that i do and we can build something that we can also benefit from both financially and yeah yeah, yeah. Otherwise. i think yeah i think goes back to the whole concept of uh, actually raising your kids the right way uh, we have this tendency of allowing the media and friends to raise our kids. When a child is bored or whatever, we just give them a phone. Mm-hmm. We never really interact with our kids, talk to them, actually know what's going on in their, in their lives. Is there, Are they, their days interesting? Are they stressed or anything? So yeah. they actually end up getting advice from Google. What yeah. do I do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm heartbroken. <laughs> How do you fix a broken heart? Yeah, sure. <laughs> like instead of talking to their parents, they actually resort to you know social media and stuff like that 
And unfortunately, people have different experiences, né? And most of the time, when people post or when people share things, they share bad experiences. It's rare that you can find someone sharing uh, something inspirational that will be circulated so much so that you can find it easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the bad stuff actually goes out there way too quick. And like, yeah, it's actually beneficial for kids if you actually have two parents in the household. And uh, when parents, they say they marry for love, right? Mm-hmm. They are married, they are in love with each other. But why is the divorce rate so high? Like, <laughs> is it is the whole concept? Because back then, people would never get divorced. Like, getting divorced was, like, so shameful. Like, as a woman, if you were divorced... Like, you wouldn't get a husband for your, the rest of your life. They'll be like, ah, oh my God. <laughs> she had sex with someone and they had kids. Ah, oh my God. <laughs> These days, you can have kids and still have and get married. Like, it's, it's so crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's because people are actually not go- getting anything real out of actually being married. It's just that people get married out of a spare of a moment thing. Ah. Okay, I feel like I want to get married. Two months into a relationship, then we do get married. Uh, six months later, I discover something that I didn't know. I see faults or I find myself that I wasn't actually ready for this. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it goes back to uh, the whole thing that I keep on talking about, like wealthy people. Wealthy people, they get married much quicker than poor people for obvious reasons. And I think the divorce rate actually increases because of that. Because... Um, in poor societies, when you're poor, like you don't rush into a marriage because you don't have money. So chances are you'll stay with a person for even 10 years, being in a normal relationship and everything at that time will get revealed. You cannot pretend for that long. So you're actually finding yourself in a situation where you don't get divorced. Maybe you could have gone divorced much earlier than that, but because you're too poor, you actually don't get married at the end. So the divorce rate amongst, uh, you know, poor people is actually very low because they don't get married. And by the time they get married, they're so old. (laughs) But I think it also comes to time and effort that you also put into the relationship. Not only just the relationship, but building the person that you are Mm. or the person that you are with. Because obviously, at the end of the day, you're going to be changing and learning or discovering things about the person that you are with. Mm. imagine all that time when you have to start over yeah so if you've like dated for like 10 straight years you're not married or anything you know so much you've improved that person so much <laughs> like imagine the time and effort yeah. the energy that you took to get used to the person the energy that you you had you to put, put in, in yeah. to actually help them fix the flaws that they have or just make them better in whatever it is that they turn into mm. then you just have to give it up like that <laughs> and so. uh, yeah because like um i believe uh when it comes to marriage there are contracts right i actually believe uh those contracts that are actually beneficial to the person that's uh not having the money right if we get married and then a woman doesn't have anything Actually, she will benefit at the end, but we never really account the fact. In fact, the law actually accounts to that. Many people say, ah, oh, that's so unfair. She came with nothing. Obviously, if the woman is not wealthy, right, she gets married to a man that's wealthy, chances are she will stay at home. She mm-hmm. has to take care of the household. 
She has to take care of their kids. And I think ne, both things are equally important because like raising the kids is actually crucial to the kids' development. That's why in some, sometimes in some instances, in families where both parents are working, the kids are pretty messed up in the head. But what do you think like of uh, the different contracts, uh, marrying in the community of property? like uh, And what, the prenup. And the prenup, like, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I, at that one, I'm not sure. Well, in community of property, at first it was created, um, I think, I'm not sure, but I, I think maybe it was just to combine the wealth that both partners had. And in the long run... So what run, if the, 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 the other partner doesn't have money? But I, actually, it was actually to combine, because I don't think when they were getting married, uh, back then when we just said in community of property, people were actually thinking about getting divorced or anything. Oh yeah, back then I think yeah, back then they it, never it thought of really applied. like getting anything out of the relationship. They got married because the, yes, they wanted to. Okay, even if they did get married, it wasn't for me first quarter. Okay, at the end of the day, if I do divorce this person, if he has a thousand, okay, I'm gonna get ten percent of that. Mm. So so it was both beneficial because like, I think yeah, community property actually works like if you started from the bottom mm. together. <laughs> yeah. It can't work like I'm a billionaire and you have nothing. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Which is why the prenup was then created. Because mm. it was realized, oh, okay, we're marrying in community or property. We're married now. Two months down the line, we got divorced. And then when we're divorced, you have to get 50% of what I own. Yeah. That time do. I worked for like 10 years to get to where I am, and then I have to give you 50% of all the hard work that I put in. Yeah, but you know, like, one thing that I've noticed is that prenups are not, like, 100%. Like, they're not 100%, because, like, if the, the the woman or the girl gets a very good lawyer, your prenup can be thrown out. For example, if uh, there was this other woman, um, the guy, they were in a relationship and all of that, the guy was wealthy and all of that, and then the chick... Uh, they didn't want to sign the prenup. And the guy was like, no, you better sign this. Otherwise, I'm not, uh, you know, walking down the altar with you. We're like, oh, no, I'll sign it, I'll sign it, I'll sign it. On the day of the wedding, <laughs> the chick was left at the altar. Like, imagine. Because she didn't want to sign the prenup. Now, let's take for an example, that chick actually signed it. A prenup would be thrown out if it was through coercion. Like, so you should say, like, he forced me to sign it. At the oh, okay. End. So that yeah. prenup... At the end of the day, was useless. So now she, they obviously they both have to prove that no, she signed it willingly. But who is going to sign a prenup willingly? That they're not going to get anything at the end of the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, like the person who didn't have anything in their relationship might actually get something if they actually have a good lawyer. Okay, I guess so. So it it, it also depends if. You go into a relationship or you get married for the fact that you want something out. Yeah, because like I think most men, we should start having that uh, mentality because most women, I think they've always had this mentality because they've married for, for wealth many times. Unlike the times where, you know, it was arranged marriages and all of that. So now, actually, you cannot really do all of that. You can't really... Uh, get married with the intention that you want money from someone you must not make it very obvious the men also we need to get married especially us because women are already doing it we should marry with the intention of actually growing the person even if they are broke and poor 
we must grow up with the intention that we're actually going to build those people uh, for them to be as good as us. If we want them to be our wives, stay at home. They deserve 50%. <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah, I guess it also comes down to actually knowing how to compromise or actually knowing what it is that you want from the person that you're actually going to tie yourself down with. So if you know, good, okay, I want a person who be a stay-at-home mouth, uh, then obviously you're going to need someone who you're going to be in the same level, who you understand. Because mm. at the end of the day, when I stay at home, you need to take care of me. So yeah. obviously I'm not going to be bringing anything to the table. I'm just going to be there as a trophy just yeah. to display. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, guys, uh, that would have to be it for tonight. It was a blessing you. Blessing. <laughs> I'm blessing <laughs> you as well. <laughs> it was a blessing having you around to listen to the podcast. I hope when I, we do see the downloads, I hope you're listening to the whole thing. Uh, as I said, if you have any opinion, uh, you can just uh, email me on uh, lunamanderson at gmail.com. Set on, uh, turn on uh, notifications on Spotify so that when I upload a stream, uh, you always get something. Yes, it was nice. <laughs> Hopefully, I won't be back soon enough because this ain't easy. But talking to you guys is definitely worth a while. <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. Sharp, sharp.